see, I, I think I'm offering the insightful commentary and the humor. So what am I here for? The color? They pick the low day, but so it's fun. They have each other's bags, and today is finally done. In a world setting in a Georgia town. On a show about libraries and visual sound. In the stacks of the library, where it always starts. The stacks are much more than either of them thoughts. It's Thursday for mayhem, it's Thursday for fun. In the stacks with Barry and the Goya, it's second to none. Hello. Hello. Hello to everyone and welcome to another fantastic episode of In the Stacks with me. What? Me. Oh, okay. So people are just going to be like, oh, I know him from his voice. And Every, Victoria. Well, obviously I'm not the female member of the show. Whatever. You would have to be difficult today. Yes. <laughs> well. So yes, it is another fantastic week. Unfortunately, T'Challa is not with us recording today, um, no. but you've got the two of us. <laughs> that could be bad or good. So tell me, Barry, what's been going on with you since last week? Um, you know, not a whole lot. Um, you know, the world continues to fall apart. Mm -hmm. um, there are a couple of things I wanted to discuss that I didn't have time to really put on there. So I'll start with those. Um, you know, everybody's changing the names of everything, right? Mm -hmm. I think I had mentioned on maybe last week or the week before Lady Antebellum, the country. Right. Lady A. Lady A, right? And so today, you know, the Dixie Chicks announced that they are dropping the Dixie from their name. So there's just going to be the Chicks as if that's not yeah. offensive to somebody? I mean... Yeah, they're, they're just the Chicks. Yes. <laughs> it's true. I just, I just, I don't know. Some, I... I I don't know. I I thought it was kind of ridiculous that Lady Annabellum decided, you know, oh, at that time it was too offensive. Um, Dixie yeah. tricks. Again. <laughs> I don't know. I, I feel almost as if people are trying to be too PC. Um, right. Because there is... <laughs> there is something to be said about, like, for example, you can't get rid of, for example antebellum because that is certainly in terms of like even georgia that refers to the the pre-civil war period so right. that isn't specifically or or overtly to me saying it's talking about slavery it's just saying this was before this time um people will always find some excuse or some reason to tear something apart but i didn't find it offensive the name yeah. Lady antebellum or dixie chicks for that matter I mean, it I just was kind of Dixie. I mean, you know. It <laughs> you know, back in the 80s, there was that group that had uh, some people from Night Ranger and um, uh, that lunatic. Um, oh, God, what's his name? The star who, who married his, you know, the he adopted the 13-year-old so he could marry her. Um, oh, um, Woody Allen. Oh, God, no. He, they, he had um, and then later on, you <laughs> know, this guy couldn't marry her because he didn't have permission of her parents, and so he adopted her and then married her. <laughs> oh my god! Is, is there somebody Nugent. I know? Oh, Ted Nugent. Jesus. So Ted Nugent was in a group, and then it was Damn Yankees. I wonder if mm. uh, they'd have to change their name if they got. Well, married. Damn Yankees is also a movie, you know. That's true. So, That's true. But so yeah, you know, it's I mean, just <laughs> it's a lot. And you know, Dick, Dixie is sometimes a lady's name. Yeah, that's true too. You know? so. What about Win Dixie? 
I mean, you there know. you go. I need to change their name. So, so yeah, I just feel like it's it's just a lot, and I think everyone is. It's it feels almost like a steamroller, like as if this issue just you know just popped up, and now everyone's like, oh well, we have to change this and this and this. It's like this has been a long-standing thing, and now that everyone wants to rush and do stuff, I'm like, sometimes you kind of have to really remember why it was named that what context it was whether or not it is now appropriate or necessary to change it yeah so so yeah i mean i will i will say since i mean i'm i figure you know we have our guide but we can jump around kind kind of tying back to that we'd previously talked about my favorite movie um you know gone with the wind and how Mm -hmm. it was a big deal that hbo uh, or specifically HBO Max was going to remove it because it needed that, you know, they wanted to be able to f- provide context. So I saw um, that yesterday they actually reintroduced Gone with the Wind, this time with a new introduction and panel discussion aimed to address the film's complicated legacy. And so apparently on it, they, uh, on the, um, the new kind of disclaimer uh, a scholar named Jacqueline Stewart says watching Gone with the Wind can be uncomfortable even painful still it's important that classic Hollywood films are available to us in their original um, form for viewing and discussion the film represents or presents the antebellum south as a world of grace and beauty without acknowledging the brutalities of the system or the chattel slavery upon which this world is based. I mean, I, I'm like, okay, that, yeah. that, that, that's fine. Yeah. Um, I, mean, before, I don't feel like there always needs to be this like big thing, just like when they pop up, what is it? Like if you're watching something on HBO or whatever, and they come up with the TV ratings, you yeah. know, before it goes into it, just put that statement there. Just and, pop up there and say, yeah, you know, um, adult language and themes. There's some racist shit. Yeah. Yeah, that should be maybe that there, there should be a some new rating. Shit. Yeah, add a new rating to the rating <laughs> system. Just throw an R. Well, it can't be R, you know, but, but yeah, something like, you know, when they do like TVMA or whatever. But right. but yeah, I um, there was a part of me when I read it, I was like, oh, God, you know, the, the fact that you've got to slap a label on everything is, ugh. but I'm like, okay, if it's done that tastefully and moving forward, if it's not so obvious, like, you know, they do a cutaway to, oh, this person's giving a disclaimer and then they start the movie, then I think it would be better later on. Right now, I suppose, since everything is such a hot, hot topic issue, doing an actual standalone filmed, you know, um, disclaimer is fine but i don't want for this to be to have to become the norm with everything that might be offensive to someone or some group you know so so it's good that they brought it back and yeah i'm okay with this the disclaimer i mean because it's it's true it was very much more of a romanticized vision of the south during that period and again you just have to understand context and um you know, there's nothing, I wouldn't say there's anything wrong with the movie or the book, but you have to understand context. Right. And, you know, kind of in that same vein, you know, I had put on there, uh, Splash Mountain mm-hmm. is going to be changing. Um, a Why? lot of people don't even realize that it's it's a ride based upon uh, Song of the South. Yeah, I forgot about that, to be honest. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they, they play Zippy Doodah the whole time you're in Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. 
And there's some stuff, you know, the, the Uncle Remus characters are depicted here and there. Right, yeah. But most people, you know, don't even associate with it. They just, it, a lot of people don't even think of Zippity-Doo-Dah as being from that movie anymore. Right, nope, um, don't. And I yeah. mean, Splash Mountain, like you said, I mean, I had no clue that that was the, what it was based on. I mean, I just didn't think about it because, I mean, it's been years since I've been anyway. But the name itself isn't indicative of, <laughs> of Song right. of the South. So what is what well, are they planning on changing? They're going to be giving it a facelift. Um, it's going to start looking more like, um, you know, an area of New Orleans and mm-hmm. start tying it into the Princess and the Frog. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to start having, you know, some of those characters, um, you know, shown there and that kind of thing. And so they're going to be doing that, you know, soon. I think they're already talking about, you know, having it closed even when the park reopens. So oh, they- while they continue. So yeah, because I, I heard on the news today, because when my alarm goes off on my, my Amazon Echo spot, um, I have it also give me kind of a rundown of the news. And they mm-hmm. talked about how um, originally they were hoping to reopen Disneyland in July, but they have decided to keep it closed right um and then there's still con- some concern about what when disney world will open um because you know it's in, in crazy ass florida and so mm. i'm like you know imagine the millions and whatever dollars that they're losing however a, a caveat being since it is disney i saw somewhere else that they have decided to stop the free trials of disney plus because they don't need it they're like they yeah. have enough c- customer demand that they don't need to do a seven well, day trial. And a lot of pe- they knew a lot of people were going to be jumping on because they're going to be showing um, Hamilton. Yes, I'm glad you brought that up. So Hamilton comes out on my brother's birthday, and I mean, even when it first came out in in you know on Broadway and stuff, everyone wanted to see it. I have not seen any part of it, and I actually don't know any of the songs. Oh God, ever. the songs are awesome. Yes, I for my like my nephew White Chocolate, he knows all is like he he knows all the the words to the songs. Even my my niece, um, Beyonce, she loves it. They've never seen it. So White Chocolate told me he saw a bootleg copy of the first act, um, first act on YouTube before it got pulled, right. and so. Yeah, so for my brother's birthday, we're all going over to my brother's house, and we are celebrating it by watching it. And in my mind, I was like, I really hope Disney Plus is a, is ready for this shit because people are going to be crashing the system trying yeah. to get to, trying to watch it. And it's really the only app I have that ever has buffering issues. Oh, really? I guess because people are on it, but I, yeah. other apps never buffer. But um, very often on Disney Plus, I'll get a buffering issue where it like spins for a second and then catches up to itself. Um, yeah, see, I mean, I, I tend to stay away from using apps on my phone or even my iPad when it comes to those entertainment ones. And oh, since well, I'm talking always, about on my my Fire my Fire TV. Okay, because yeah, on my at home, I mine is on my or Disney Plus is a part of my Roku TV. I've not had that issue, but then too, I don't do a lot of watching of Disney Plus. It was kind of one of those things where, you know, yeah, I need to have it, but I don't watch it all the time. So, okay. But I'm looking forward to it. Um, we were on our, we have a family WhatsApp thread. And so um, White Chocolate has posted the trailer to it. And, you know, I was like, oh, this is great and blah, blah, blah. And I was at one point I said, henceforth, this day shall be known as Hamilton Day, not Anthony's birthday. 
or sorry, Miles's birthday. And um yeah. <laughs> and so then he my, you know, our brother jumps on and is like, no, blah 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 blah. And then my mom jumps in and she's like, not after all that labor I put in with to, to have him. It's mm-hmm. still his birthday. But I think that we're probably gonna do or start doing gag gifts um on his birthday now from here forth that has some sort of Hamilton tie back to it sure, uh, yeah. just because because yeah so I'm looking forward to it uh, I yeah when I saw because they've been of course having commercials for Hamilton coming because they were supposed to release it next year like in yeah. September of next year in, in the theaters yeah so the fact that they're bringing it now is insane to me and I mean I'm super excited yeah um you know my favorite song is my shot um, where I don't know any. Yeah, see, basically, I mean. he's talking about you know I'm not going to throw away my shot, mm-hmm. and um, uh, so I actually bought a um, like a necklace that has that on it. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to throw away my shot, and um, it's, it's just there's some great music in there. It's great. Stuff. Oh yeah, yeah, and I mean again, I since I couldn't see it on Broadway, I I never really I was like ah eh, you know whatever, um, but the fact that I now get to see it, and for me in mo- many cases the first time I'll be hearing any of the songs plus the fact that it's the original cast I mean it's like oh my god just oh my god yeah. <laughs> so, um, I'm super I wanna, excited I want to go back to talk about HBO Max for a minute because mm-hmm. you don't have to like tell me we want just do the natural segue I'll get it I'll pick up on it um I, I'm uh, annoyed with them with yeah. HBO Max or HBO HBO Max because you know it's currently not available on Roku or on the um, the Fire TVs. Oh, it's not. No, I mean, you, we you, have you right now. Mm-hmm. You right now could could you know download it onto your iPad. Mm-hmm. I just couldn't watch it on TV. You can't watch it on TV, um, and the reason is is because they have not been able to come to terms with yeah, Amazon I and, and Roku, <laughs> and um and I definitely blame uh hbo max for this because first of all i already have the hbo app right and they're already so, there what's the big deal well, about now having hbo max as an okay, app because some things on hbo max they're gonna have things on hbo max that aren't available on the hbo app. right I, and i understand that right? that's the whole point because, of hbo max right so for instance right um t'challa really likes watching south park on hulu right well mm-hmm. been t- they were telling us for a couple weeks here you know, that, you know, it, it's going away on, you know, the, the 24th, right? So on, you know, as of yesterday, it's no longer on Hulu, right? It's because it's exclusive now on HBO Max, right? Mm-hmm. Um, Rick and Morty, another show we love watching, exclusive with HBO Max, right? But so, here's, here's what I don't wait, understand. Wait, 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 I'm not done. You didn't right? have to be done for me to interject, but okay. So Amazon issued a statement. Right, because they got tired of me calling them, I guess. Right, uh-huh. and, and they said that um, what they're trying to negotiate is that they want people who are already paying for the HBO app through Amazon Prime, mm-hmm. which I do, um, that they want to just swap that out with HBO Max. Mm-hmm. Right, that they don't think that their customers should have to pay extra to get this new thing. Right, that they just want to, even if it, even if there's a price difference, they want to just replace the regular HBO app with HBO Max and slide it into my already existing subscription, which sounds wonderful to me. 
Yeah, but that wouldn't work for people who are just paying for HBO. Right. So <laughs> what which, which is fine, right? Because if you if you've just got the HBO, right? That doesn't affect me. Um, I pay for <laughs> Amazon Prime, right? Mm-hmm. And they want they are fighting for me. Thank you, um, Jeff Bezos. Right? Yeah, but okay, but what I'm get what I don't understand is why swap it out when that's still if someone wants to just buy HBO through Amazon Prime and not HBO Max, you're still in the same boat. You're gonna my understanding. One or what I understand is that eventually they're gonna phase out the regular HBO app. It's going to go away. Okay. Right? And all there's going to be left eventually is HBO Max. Right. So Amazon just wants, you know, everybody who's already subscribing through it just to keep it in there, right? Mm-hmm. What HBO wants them to do is, no, if I subscribe through it through Amazon Prime, that goes away. I have to eventually download a standalone HBO Max app onto my Fire Stick and pay HBO for it, right? As opposed to whatever split payment thing they would have with Amazon Prime. Okay. So it's just HBO being dicks. Well, <laughs> well I mean, yes. As far as the whole thing with it not being available on the Roku uh, or the Fires, uh, Fire Sticks. Only um, the two biggest streaming. I know. Well, yeah. Um, I don't get that because it's like, how is it any different from any other app available? All Roku is doing is providing the door, yeah, you know, the portal to you watching it. They're not they they're not the ones pr- providing the content or any of that kind of stuff. So I'm like, HBO is already there. Having mm-hmm. HBO Max isn't changing the rules of the game. It's adding another door to a new product, right new service i should say so that's the part that i don't really get um yeah because yeah that's just <laughs> i don't know why the, i mean people are always squabbling about money so we know it's a money thing and um yeah i at first didn't even i was like hbo max who needs that well i yeah. end up making a change on our family cell phone plan which is funny it's our family cell phone plan, but I'm not on it anymore. But I'm still the one that takes care of it. So I made a switch. We're on an, that what was an antiquated um, unlimited plan. Right. And so moved us to a newer version. And with it, because the one we were on had HBO. So mm-hmm. everyone on the, the plan could have their own HBO accounts. Well, now this one is HBO Max. Yeah, so, same with know, me. They, they so don't like, have whatever. it free for like a year or whatever. But I'd have to download it on my phone or my iPad. But now I want to watch it on my damn television. Well, yeah, because yeah, isn't that where most people want to? I mean, I know people nowadays are on their their tablets and all that stuff. But for us old people who like to yeah. watch things on TV, <laughs> I mean, yeah. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I understand if you're a child and you don't own a couch. Okay, <laughs> I bought a couch to sit my big ass on it and watch TV. Right. <laughs> I mean, so, I agree know. with you. I mean, yeah. well, it was weird the other day I was watching. So, you know, I had started watching Parks and Rec and there was one night where like just an arbitrary episode said it wasn't available on Prime. I was like, what the hell is this? You know, like, so, mm-hmm. I mean, it was just one episode out of the whole season. But when I came back and like at that point, I was like, it was already late. Let me go to sleep. 
And I figured, oh, tomorrow I'll just have to watch it on my iPad through the service I use to, you know, watch all the stuff that I can't watch on TV. So, but then I checked back and it was back. It was available. Well, so a lot like, of shows, um, they're starting to do things like where they're going to remove certain episodes. Um, like well, what, Because of the blackface stuff and all that? Yes. Yeah, yeah I mean, I've heard about that. But like that episode, there wasn't anything, um, you know. There wasn't anything yeah. about it that would have... I know, like, South Park, there's five episodes. Only five? <laughs> yeah, and um, other things, too. And, and you know, like, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, you know, I love that show. Um, they had already written four scripts for next season, and they've already announced they've already, like, thrown away all four of those scripts. Holy crap. They feel like they, they need to address all oh, the stuff on with the cops and stuff. And, and so they're rewriting the whole season. And I'm like, I'm not, I'm not sure I want to see it addressed on there. No, because, yeah. It's, 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 it's an escapist comedy Exactly, show. it is. And on top of that, granted that people are seeing the whole issue with the police as being something very systematic, I get it, but not everyone is bad. It's, it's almost right. to say that we're now saying cops are bad. Yeah, can't we just pretend that Nine Nine is the only one that doesn't do this kind of stuff? Yeah, it's and like I mean, you said, the it's, characters I wouldn't see them doing it anyway. Right, so, and like you said, it's escapism, and yeah, it just yeah, I I don't even know. So, um, I had seen that. What was it? Um, not Brooklyn Nine Nine. Oh, with Tina Fey had had said that she's pulling some of i think it's episodes of 30 rock that it that um featured blackface and i i I did have to pause for one i have i never i've never seen an episode of of 30 rock but i was like so wait a second in the 2000s a a show that was in that time period had a blackface episode you know like how was that okay even then to to put blackface on it or in that episode so I, it brought my attention to the fact that people were still like actively making something with blackface because I, I guess I'm naive thought <laughs> that, well, that was stuff that they had before. Yeah, um, some you know. some of the blackface shows that I've seen that they're talking there. I mean, the the point was, you know, man, you, you can't be doing that, you know, and that was the joke was, you know, what are you doing, hmm. um, you know, and it's just I don't know. Um, well, yeah, like in that context, okay, I understand that. I thought maybe they were using it in, you know, the actual like racist no. way or something, or to poke fun at it being racist. Um, for that's like, anyway, that's, yeah. that's like you've seen that. Um, was it Tropic Thunder? You've seen that, yeah. right? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Love the movie. But and obviously, there's a huge thing in there with um, Robert Downey Jr. playing a black guy. Yep. Through the whole and then the whole full r word going forward. yeah 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 so, yeah yeah ex- yeah, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah um i mean so i keep wondering when people are going to bring that up you know but if they haven't but if you watch the movie that's kind of the point it's again it's you're point. losing sight of the context of why right. it's being done and so if you can't kind of laugh at it you know if you're going to take everything seriously you may as well just that's like Blazing no. Saddles, yeah. one of the funniest movies of all time. Mm-hmm. I can't imagine trying to get that movie made now. No, no, absolutely not. Um, you know, and it's just so funny. And everybody who sees it thinks it's funny. I haven't met a single white, black, Hispanic person, whatever, 
who doesn't think that movie's funny. Right. Because it is funny. <laughs> and it's making points about racism, you know? Right. Yeah. Um, and, and again, context in that light, yep. and especially when they bring bring light to the fact that, you know, this isn't cool. It's like, oh, okay, this isn't cool. You know, the, the takeaway is this is probably not appropriate. Right. And doing it in, in a way that is funny and palatable to, <laughs> to, to people. Because, you know, it's like, just like with me in the news. I don't, I don't watch the regular news. I ain't got time for that mess. Um, but I want to see John Oliver because he at least gives me the stuff, all the crap that's going on in the world. It's more palatable to me. You know, it's in a way that, yeah, there is some humor, but his stuff is really still very serious. So, so again, it's, it's the context. I'm never going to stop watching John Oliver unless he does something absolutely unthinkable. But that is my, the way I prefer my news. So, um, but I was going to say, you know, you're talking about Brooklyn Nine-Nine and it obviously with the cops and stuff. Recently, I heard about um, different school districts, I think, I can't remember which ones at the moment, that have decided that they should get rid of the school resource officers. I didn't know if you'd heard about that or yeah. you know, I was looking, I, I didn't know whether or not the school you taught at had school resource officers. Yeah, we have two. So yeah, growing up, I had one in schools. I remember specifically in middle school, um, we had, was it middle or elementary school? We had um, a DARE officer, you know, he was the one who right. taught DARE and all that stuff, drug abuse, resistance, education. Um, and for me, I felt safer knowing that there was someone there because generally speaking the school resource officers weren't the types of i'm not going to say that they weren't the ones looking to climb a ladder but you know they were nicer you know they were they were suited for being in an environment with children <laughs> um yeah. i always felt like oh you know in the traditional sense the police is there to help you know blah blah it just i didn't have an issue with that but then too i couldn't I mean, I know the climate is different now, <laughs> but again, why is it that the belief is somehow all police are bad, <laughs> you know? Yeah, yeah, and I mean, I wouldn't want to see our resource officers go away. Now, some of the, um, some of our students would, will complain right, about, of course. they're always telling them what to do, you know? <laughs> but, um, no, I mean, they, they're, they're good people, and um, one of our resource officers uh, is a African-American female, and the other is a Hispanic male who went to Baldwin years ago. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, I, I wouldn't want to see like all resource officers, you know, I mean, if there's a problem with that resource office officer, replace that resource officer. Right. Exactly. Yeah, and I mean, I mean we, if, you and I talked about, obviously with the police and stuff, a lot of retraining, that kind of thing needs to happen. But when you have these bad apples and if retraining does not do anything, they have to go, you right. know, you don't just keep them. So specifically with the resource officer thing, um, it's an article on, um, New York times. And so this, uh, in the piece, the, the, the picture shows someone who was 17, and she said apparently um, seeing officers in the hallways at her uh, school in Los Angeles sent a clear message to black students. We have you on watch. Um, we're able to take legal or physical action against you, quote. And I'm like, but see, that's just it too. 
if you're in LA versus some other city in the country, right. it's not really the same thing. You know what I mean? It's not, it, it doesn't evoke the same thing everywhere. You know, yeah. for me growing up, when I saw them, I did not feel like they were looking just at the black kids. I thought they were there for everybody. <laughs> so right. it just, it, it, and that's just it. There's no just one straight, clean answer. Everything is, is not black and white. There's shades of gray. Everything has shades of gray. So me personally, I'm still of the belief that having a resource officer is better than not. Yeah. So I agree. <laughs> um, I think, you know, in somewhat related terms, we need to talk about um, Bigfoot. Um, I, mm, the nice segue, <laughs> I guess. <laughs> so you know, you, you've been a very uncomfortable, right, with your recent introduction to the world of Bigfoot porn. Correct. I mean, you, you've been kind of delving into this um, kind of shadowy underworld of society. Mm-hmm. Probably, I, I know you haven't, you haven't told me, but I can, I can imagine you reaching out to, you know, maybe, you know, the dark web, you know, hanging out with like other Bigfoot aficionados. I did not reach out to you about any of any such thing. That's what I'm saying. You haven't told me that. Oh, but I, okay. I, I, I know you, right? No, no, no. Apparently get, not well enough. You get, you get obsessed with things, right? So, mm-hmm. And I just want to let you know, I know you've been kind of uncomfortable with the whole bestiality aspect, right? <laughs> but I wanted to let you know, I watched a documentary earlier this week. It was about the Bigfoot UFO connection. Okay. A lot of people now believe that Bigfoot is not just a physical creature, right? An animal that lives in the woods. Mm-hmm. That he's actually um, some sort of um, multidimensional entity that sometimes comes into our world and then leaves, right? And, and he, he comes in that form. Right, that's just what he, what he looks like. Right, like. okay. Yeah, don't be speciesist or whatever, right? <laughs> um, so that's just how he looks. And, you know, because so, they, they, what they found is that areas that have a lot of Bigfoot sightings also have a lot of, like, UFO sightings. Mm-hmm. And um, some people actually, when they see Bigfoot, they report that he seems kind of transparent. Okay. Like he's maybe not fully, you know, in our reality, right? So I just want to let you know, if, if this makes you feel better, right, you're not reading stories about girls taking a vaginal pounding from a hairy ape man animal. Mm-hmm. Okay? This is alien sex, okay? So you probably and that makes it better? <laughs> you probably wouldn't have been uncomfortable if it was like, you know, a little gray alien or something that looked like ALF, Right. Um, those kind of things, right? Because Alf loves to eat pussy. You remember that, right? Oh my god! You yeah. remember Alf? Yes, yeah, remember? yes, I okay. definitely know him and the fascination with the cat. Yes. Yeah, he would eat the cat. Yes. All right. So, um, so I'm just saying, Bigfoot alien, right? So it's okay. It's okay to indulge. We okay. So speaking of this, we do indulging. not kink shame on this show. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so speaking of the indulgence. Um, I I made myself finish the book yesterday because I'm like, mm-hmm. I can't get out. I already promised I was going to talk about it today. And if there was anything even more appropriate than usual, at least T'Challa wouldn't be in earshot. Um, so where we last left the story was, you know, she had had the main character, Jill, had had sex with Bigfoot on the beach. 
right, right. As, as one would. Yeah. yeah so, so that was would be I, terrible on the beach. Huh? Seems like all that fur would be terrible on the beach. You would think so. And I mean, you know, so you know, he had her up on a rock, and so anyway. Um, now, is he a tender lover or is he like rough? Both, apparently. You know. Okay. All right. Well, so yeah, if gotta, necessary, gotta it was rough, and yes. Yeah. All right. So, um. So after she comes back from the beach, she meets wait, up. I just have to ask. So, I mean, is there like foreplay with Bigfoot, or is Bigfoot just kind of go? Um, a little bit of foreplay can happen with Bigfoot in this, or it did in this book. Okay, but, so, um, so he's he's making sure she's ready. Yes, yes, very much so right. because she makes it a point of saying several times in the book how this is the best relationship she's ever had, despite the fact that it's with Bigfoot. Okay. All right. So, so yeah. So she leaves the beach and meets back up with the group. Um, you know, the her friends and you know one of uh, two of them were the bridesmaids and the other two is, are the spouse of those bridesmaids. And right. they're like, you know, where were you? Um, you know, because she had left <laughs> during the period where you know, like at the reception part. Why do you so, smell like wet dog? Oh, <laughs> so. They asked, they're like, you know, where were you? And, you know, how the, the bride was upset that she wasn't there because um, she wasn't she wasn't with the people who were going to apparently catch the bouquet. And so with her not being there, there was only one person who was a grandmother who, you know, she just handed the bouquet to. And so okay. Jill is like, okay, and so how is it much different if she has, or how is it any better to have me, a younger person, being the sole person there, in a sense, to, to, to catch the bouquet? Anyway, so they go, they're like, oh, let's go have some more cake, and they do that, and they, um, during that time, though, they talk about the guys in the group joke with her about, oh, you know, you're probably out there screwing bro. Bigfoot, blah blah blah, and she like really they make that joke. Stuff. Well, because they'd heard all the, they apparently heard some noises on the beach as well, like uh -huh. while she was there. Um, but you know, they they were just kind of joking about it, and of course, Jill is all like, yeah. Ha, ha, ha. Um, so anyway, stuff they they have their their um cake, and then they head back to the cabins, and they're like, oh, let's meet up, and um at the fire pit from the first night and, you know, just hang out and stuff. So she's like, Oh, okay. Yeah. So they all meet back up at the fire pit later on. And while they're there, they again, hear big, you know, Bigfoot in the distance or whatever. And they but does Bigfoot talk. So I was getting to that. Okay. All right. <laughs> so Bigfoot does not talk in terms of, yeah, no, no conversation. However, you know, he had, remember, she was trying to teach him her name. So yes. when they hear him that night, he's like, Jarl, which is, you know, supposed to be Jill. <laughs> so one of the guys are like, oh, and it even sounds like he's saying your name. And, you know, Jill is like, oh, yeah. Huh. So he gets like the noise gets closer and closer to them and apparently as that's happening she's getting wetter and wetter because you know she's just all thrilled and excited so <laughs> they since the noise is closer they're like you know what let's just all go to our cabins we'll see each other in the morning she's like oh yeah yeah cool and you know she's she's gone everybody goes off to their cabins so she then um 
goes, so everyone goes to the cabin. She comes back out of her cabin and she goes to basically find him. And she's like, oh, I'm here, I'm here. And he sees her and, you know, she then starts to like strip off her clothing in the woods. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, because she had like gotten bruises and stuff from being on the rocks, you know, she was like, we're not doing it out here. And... <laughs> So she welcomes him back into her cabin and she, um, she, so she gets up on the bed on her like (laughs) hands and knees and all that stuff, you know, or whatever. And he is, because he is so large and his, his balls are the size of (laughs) apples, um, Uh, which they do say is like, okay. Um, he, maneuvers it so that he basically lifts the bed with her on it in order for to accommodate his height um so he can pound her that way right right, and so it you know they go through all of that stuff they talk about you know she talks about you know in terms of her ability slash inability to take him in all the way (laughs) all the way Right. Um, In the end, she is apparently so drenched, and the bed is drenched. Um, Like he ends up leaving. She falls asleep because you know it's like the best sex she's ever had in her life. Falls asleep. She wakes up in the morning, and you know she's like her ass is sticky because the bed is sticky, like the whole bed because it was. (sighs) Anyway. Wow. So, um, so that sex scene happens, and. By that time, after that has happened, she, you know, gets up, she gets a shower, she goes to to hang out with the friends again, they have breakfast. And so they leave because they have a 9am flight, her flight isn't until 6. However, there's not another hookup. What happens is that she wants to basically tell him goodbye. And um, he, he ends up leaving her some more fruits on like in front of the her cabin is that, door. is that a euphemism oh you no, no 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 because okay, he gave right. her fruits before yeah, yeah so yeah, he yeah, gave right. her the fruits and like for her she's like oh this is you know this is this is him saying goodbye and so you know everything's all well and good so she packs up and and um gets a shuttle and in my head i'm like at what point do you deal with the sticky ass bed or the wet sloppy <laughs> bed that you know i'm like you're just gonna have housekeeping coming in and see that so as she is pulling away, a maintenance man goes into the room, uh-huh. fetches a camera that was in the room. Oh, no. Because he was filming all of that because apparently it's become a thing online. So he, he was making money off of it because it's not the first time Bigfoot has screwed women okay, in that. So, so he's not just filming just to be dirty. He, he's actually anticipating Bigfoot coming. Yes. In. Yeah. So he knows Bigfoot exists. And he knows what Bigfoot is up to. So he's been making money and like, you know, on the dark, dark web as far as, you know, that kind of fetish porn. And yeah, so tell me about that, because you just said you didn't know anything about it. I don't know anything about it except for in the context of the book. Anyway, um, so he goes in and grabs the camera and he's like, oh, you know, this is going to be great. You know, and he comments about how Bigfoot has a great taste in terms of good looking women. So cut away from there to one of the friends, one of the couple friends that um that were at the the um the wedding. The husband is looking at this type of porn, 
uh, which they allude to, but in a funny ha-ha way, as if, anyway, they had alluded to it before that they were into some kinky shit. So yeah. he's on that, and he's like, oh my gosh, you know, this looks so real. How do they get, be- you know, Bigfoot to look so real? And, it, and, you know, it's like, it doesn't look like a suit and blah, blah, blah. And so after he's watching it, he calls his wife over, and he's like, she's, he's like wait a second, doesn't this look a lot like Jill? And so she, the friend looks because she wasn't really paying attention to her husband at the time. She looks at the screen and she's like, like in it, the book ends, like in all caps, she's like, you know, that's Jill's ass because apparently Jill has a tattoo. And so she knew or had seen the tattoo and knew immediately that, that it was Jill. And so all of her odd behavior now made sense. Um, so it ends there. And then it encourages you to read volume two, which, or, you know, book two, that's about, I guess, a, like Bigfoot with a couple. So, I mean, I guess you're getting in, up in the intensity of how weird this all is. Right. Um, I will say that <laughs> I am, I'm not interested in reading any more Bigfoot porn because it was very, you know, you know, the way I think, and it's very difficult for me to suspend belief to a point and so this whole time i'm thinking how would that really work like if that act was supposed to really happen with bigfoot um it i don't know i i overthink it i mean i overthink so many other things but then too i'm thinking about you know the whole you know she's fucking an animal you know i'm like that's an alien an alien whatever i'm like it's just it's still just not okay and then i think about you know because they talk about the you know when they've had sex how much you know he he comes and and you know how much of it spills out of her and all that stuff and in my head i'm like i know that you can't technically you know like get pregnant that way but then my head was kind of thinking about it like wouldn't that be weird and so I was like yeah I'm done I'm good I'm no I I'm really fully done so at the end of it you know it 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 asks you if you want to rate it or whatever and I was like I do not want anybody to know I read this book it's not showing up on any of my goodreads list or you know nothing but they encourage people to um you know sign up I think it's like engorgedandtingly.com or something because there's a disclaimer at the end of the book that talks about how, you know, because of the type of content it is that um, with like places like Amazon and stuff, their rules are, are, are arbitrary and vague. So there could be a point where, you know, the, all the content could be pulled, like they won't sell that type of stuff anymore, but, you know, be sure to sign up online because even if those avenues dry up, they'll always provide content um via their right. website or whatever so i'm actually at engorgedandtingly.com oh so the really? author's name is is houghton wet yes hot and wet hot yes. and wet oh my god yes. you just got oh, <laughs> i just got that okay yeah right. yeah there's that hot and wet writes um from straight and bisexual couples to monster and paranormal erotica to gay male explorations So, I mean, you know, I maybe would read some of his more, you know, like straight and bisexual stuff or whatever, but the whole Bigfoot erotic, you know, monster erotica, I know it's definitely not for me. 
see. I'm reading Hot and Wet's uh, biography. <laughs> hot, hot and Wet is actually a straight male. Mm -hmm. um, Very imaginative. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, let's see. He says that he is straight. He does write gay erotica. But he said, if simply writing about gay sex makes me gay, I would have to assume that J.K. Rowling is a wizard. <laughs> okay. Uh, he really likes the themes of exhibitionism, voyeurism, public sex, and menage group sex, as these are among my favorite personal kinks and fantasies. Well, yeah, very clear in his writing. Okay. Wow. He lives in sin with his longtime girlfriend and four cats. Duclair, <laughs> the sin is with the girlfriend and not the cats. <laughs> oh, my God. Born and raised in Florida. Okay, that explains so much. <laughs> wow so yeah um so I'm, it's him. a what you can email him at his website yeah mm -hmm. so this is a one and done for me i've read the one book it is not my cup of tea so you're not curious um, at all what the sequel would be like um bigfoot fucking two people instead of one i mean yeah i mean just think of all the uh the permutations you know that are possible I don't need to know that because of the size of his schlong, he ripped the guy a new asshole or anything like that. I mean, it, no, I don't find any interest in that. That seems, that seems very, uh, very violent. I don't think his stuff's that violent. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, his action, it is violent. Some of the, the sex is somewhat violent because it's very, I mean, you know, the his size of Bigfoot, big right, compared to a woman. And at one point in the book, she talks about, you know, it felt like, down there like she had given birth to like twins or you know it was just uh, it, wow so so yeah yeah okay well to move away from all of this sex stuff thank god i want to say that when i was looking at your program guide the first thing i looked at first thing that popped into in, in front of my eyes was that you want to talk about the blessings and hindrances of being blown no what and then i looked at brown it, brown <laughs> But I swear to God, when I first looked at it, I thought it said blown. And I was of like, of course you would. Mm -hmm. My first thought was, what is, what are the hindrances of being blown? <laughs> I mean, I guess depending on the, the place, maybe, you know, where this is taking place, but I don't know. Well, it's a good thing that that was not at all what I was talking about. So, you know, there you go. So did you want uh, to talk about that next? About being brown? Sure. Okay. So, so yeah, obviously, now, my, our intent is never to make this show one that it's just, you know, right now, because of the environment, the atmosphere, um, a lot of it tends to talk about diversity, race issues, that kind of thing. Um, and I never want for anyone to think that that essentially is our show, because it's not. I mean, you know, we talk about things that are, are current. Uh, right now, it's just a lot of that stuff. And, and Bigfoot porn. <sighs> no more Bigfoot porn. <laughs> um, but I was going to say, you know, I, I was giving some thought. A friend of mine, one of my best friends in high school, sent me a message yesterday. And she was asking me, you know, given everything that's going on, how are you doing? And <laughs> I, was, I was like, uh, you know, I was like, oh, COVID hasn't been an issue because, you know, well, I'm already a hermit. And... I said, as for the Black Lives Matter movement, I said, nothing's really changed for me. I said, you know, for me, 
my Caucasian clients have asked me about it, like how it's impacted me. And I'm like, why, why is there this assumption that it's done, it's done anything or will do anything for me specifically? Um, so one of the blessings, I suppose, of being certainly light skinned brown versus being black is that the stigma is not exactly the same, um, which is interesting. You know, because in some cases you're ridiculed by people of the black community because you're lighter skinned. And if you speak proper English or anything like that, there's that stereotype that you're trying to be white. And I'm like, as far as black culture here in the United States, I've never been quite so um i don't identify as much to it because i grew up in jamaica jamaica is a the um you know all sorts of races so i mean i went to school i always knew different races in school because you know that's how it was out of many one people that's that's their motto so I will say that, yes, I realize that there, there can be differences. Like I said, being brown is, is you know, almost like a, the better version of being black in some cases because of how people who traditionally have, you know, very dark skin are treated. Um, so in some cases, it's like, oh, you can kind of almost pass for white um, because they don't see you quite the same as someone who is darker in color. But, you know, the hindrance being that the people of your own ethnicity also somehow discriminate against you because you're, you know, again, seen as, you know, you're being white or you're too light colored. So um, the blessing has been that I don't feel like I have given people, I don't make people feel as uncomfortable. I don't come off as a as overbearing or you know i don't have that tag of being the the black woman you know with the attitude and stuff i mean as i've gotten older i get i certainly have had more attitude but um it's the the whole the the movement right now i i've never seen myself as like an activist certainly when it comes to like race issues diversity issues um and i suppose that could be seen as you know um, a shortcoming on my part, but I'm just even being on the outer skirts of the whole issue. I'm just honestly kind of just tired of it. Um, I I like that there has been dialogue. I like that you know people are starting to recognize that these things are racist or aren't aren't you know PC, but. I, as I mentioned last week, I, th- I wish it was more about people of color, period, rather than specifically the black race. Because right. you know, so, so it's, it's been interesting. I, I, again, I do think it's interesting that my Caucasian clients would ask me. <laughs> and I'm like, for in, in, the, in their cases, I've been working with them for years. So I'm like, I'm as close to being white as, as a white person can be or a black person can be. So I don't know, you know, it's like, I don't know what you're looking for, for, you know, my, my response to be. You if know? I had to guess, they, you may be the, the blackest person that you know, they know. Okay, they, that, that means they know no black people. Yeah, so. they feel, well, they are, you may be the only one they feel comfortable asking them. Maybe. But, you know, you know um, I'm 
close to my clients in that, you know, I'm very much myself. So if right. I'm in a bad mood, I'm, the client is going to know. Or if they're telling me to do something and I'm like, I think it's stupid, they're essentially going to know. So it's just, you know, to me, it just felt weird because it's, I'm like, how, why would it be an issue? Did I give you any indication that I felt like I was somehow slighted before or felt discriminated against or, you know, so. I, I just think that they assumed that you would have an opinion, just like you assumed I would have an opinion about this, the resource officers. Mm -hmm. because I'm in school, you know. Um, and so I, I would take it as, as a compliment that they feel comfortable enough to ask you that. Yeah, I wasn't put off. I just felt like it was really weird as if to say, right. well, you're a black person. You should know. And it's like, well, I mean, yeah, no, because a lot of the cultural stuff or things that people do in black culture here, I never identified with. You know, I was never like, I'm not really I'm not into hip hop music. I'm not into that that type of you know, any of that kind of stuff. So I'm like, I, I just, I'm not a really good reference for, for that. Cause I didn't, I didn't live in that world, you know, like my world is very different from, from theirs because I'm basically walking in between white and black. Yeah. You know? So, so yeah, it was just something I wanted to, to, to mention because I mean, I'm, I, there are plenty of people out there who are of lighter skin, who are people of color. And so our, our experiences are vastly different from those who are, you know, darker in color. Yeah. Um, you know, I mean, even at school, I mean, which, of course, is predominantly African-American. Um, yeah, sometimes they'll, they'll, I'll hear them teasing, particularly the students who are very dark. Mm -hmm. Um, that, you know, the rest of the kids will kind of tease them, um, and make little comments about how dark they are, mm -hmm. you know, things like that. And, um, and they all love, uh, mixed kids. They all think they're beautiful. Which and is I, hilarious because people yeah. either really love people who are, of, who are mixed or they're like, oh, you know, that's just blasphemous and, you know, whatever. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think now, and I remember growing up um, when I started school here in the States, yeah, they thought mixed kids were awesome because they're like, oh, you get the best of both worlds. You, yeah. you know, your skin is always tanned and your hair is, you know, the best of, you know, it's a combination of black and white. So the texture mm -hmm. is different. Um so yeah, for for as many people who are who think being mixed is awesome, I you know there were just as many who were like you know that's just wrong because you know oh that meant that a black person and a white person had to get together to create you and that's just wrong and you know yeah. I'm like I just I'm like whatever you know it's, yeah, not, it's it'd be one thing if you if you and Bigfoot were hooking up and having a kid <laughs> but you know a black and a white person it doesn't matter to me I don't care I've never cared. I just, yeah. you know, I think it is cool when you're mixed because you get so much more, you know, you're, you're just different, you know, yeah, your skin is a little tanned and your hair is different. I just find it more interesting. Right. Um, the, so, you know, that's just me. Yeah, I try, I forget what, why we got on this subject, but I was trying to explain, because they were all talking about how, you know, being mixed would be like wonderful. Mm -hmm. that's, there's some mixed people who feel like, you know, they're, they actually don't belong to any particular right. place. They, yeah, you have a difficult time you know, identifying. Yeah, because I told him, I said, you know, there's a lot of white people who say, if you got anything in you, you're not white, right? And then, you know, if you're, um, 
you know, maybe, maybe your black friends think you, you know, aren't really black because you've got a white mama or whatever. Right? Um, and, you know, but they, they, the kids, they didn't see that at all. They were like, no, no, that didn't make any sense. <laughs> I'm like, well, some of you are mixed, right? Is there anybody who, who feels that way that you're, you're kind of in between, you don't know what to, what you are, you know? And, um, I only had one kid who said that to her, the only time it bothers her is when she has to fill out, um, you know, paperwork. Yeah. I always put other. Yeah. And she says, sometimes she puts other, sometimes she just says, she just puts whatever she feels like that day. And, yeah. um, cause she said like her father is a mixed Hispanic and black. Mm-hmm. And her mother is mixed white and Asian or something. <laughs> oh, that's a very interesting mix. <laughs> yeah. And so she says, you know, she just, you know, oh yeah, I feel Asian today or, you know, whatever. So, but yeah, it's yeah I just, like I said, I put other ones, they basically, you know, because yeah I didn't when I when I looked at a form it was like well which one do I check because I'm like I'm not just black I said you know my ancestry is more than that you know my my grandfather or even great well great grandfather was from India you know so you know I'm like no so of of course once I did the 23andMe test and stuff and saw that yeah I mean I'm sure a lot of it comes from Africa but there are other mixes to me from Ireland and England and India. And I'm like, I can't, that's still part of me, you know? I'm so I, yeah, I just prefer other because I'm like, I'm not going to be pegged into a hole that says, well, I'm just black. And cause for me, it's like, what the hell does that matter anyway? Yeah. Well, and you know, and there's this great uh, story. I always read with the kids called Blacksicans and other invented Americans. And- <laughs> Um, it's just talk about how the terms we use for people are just so arbitrary. Mm-hmm. Um, like the word Hispanic was made up by white guys in Washington, D.C. Um, mm. I had one student who's in my, who was in my class who everybody thinks he's Mexican. He's from Honduras. <laughs> but, you know, so, people just say, oh, if you're from down there or right, you know, they, a Latin you know, country, you're Mexican. Yeah, which, so yes, he's from Honduras. Mm-hmm. And I have another student in there who's actually from Mexico. Mm-hmm. And I said, but people, well, you know, they just say, oh, you're, you're both Hispanic. And, you know, what the story, one of the things it talks about is it's actually written by a Hispanic person. And he says, you know, that when he grew up in Mexico, no one down there used the word Hispanic. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. But what the hell do I have in common with anybody in Honduras? Right. Right. <laughs> really different culture. Well, I mean, the, it, the, the exact same thing can be said about the word Oriental. Yes. But go ahead. Yeah. And, um, and so just this, these terms, they made up the word Hispanic because they just needed a word to describe all these, you know. Others. Yeah, mm-hmm. all these other people. <laughs> what are we going to call them? Right? And they just said Hispanic. They just made it up, you know, and, and these other things, you know. And, and so what he was saying, you know, is he wants, he always writes in next to other Blacksican. <laughs> so, I love Because that's what, that's what he considers himself. He's a Blacksican, you know. Um, and he said, you know, that, that it's just arbitrary. But well, I mean, I do understand that for the sake of statistics and that kind of stuff, knowing how the racial mixes are, I can right. understand why it's in some ways necessary. Um, because right. it does start to highlight, okay, the, you know, oh, these impoverished areas are predominantly people of color, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. But 
the fact that I'm like, I, I get that part and I'm okay with that. But to discriminate based on that, no. Because again, I'm I'm of African American descent, but I am as many people that I've <laughs> that know me know, I'm likely the least African American person that they know. Um so I don't I don't even yeah. Mm-mm. Because it was, you know, growing up, when I came here to the States, people, since people knew uh, my family was from Jamaica, as if to say that, oh, well, we're going to give you a different classification that's better than Black. It's like, oh, right. you're not Black, you're Jamaican. I'm like, what yeah. the fuck is that? <laughs> you know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, okay, whatever. I just, I didn't care, you know, and I still kind of don't. I'm like, I, I'm... I'm a lot of things. I'm not just any one thing. Right. So, hmm. Anyway, so recently was Father's Day. I know I sent you a text on Father's Day. I managed to forget to call my last living grandfather um, on Father's Day. But I did get to spend it with my husband, my father, and my brother, who are all fathers. Um we had a fantastic time. We had family dinner. We played games. Um, and so, yeah, it was just, it was, it was really nice to have family time. Cause you know, we always look for reasons to, to, um, to spend time together. Um, right. I don't know if you got, I, I sent you or I declined one of our recordings of our show because we're actually going to go take a family trip. So to, mm, the, to, to the cabins, huh? No, I didn't get anything that you declined one. Oh, it should have come through to your Gmail or something. But anyway, um, I'll be going to, we're going to the mountains or the cabins, cottages, you know, state parks, which we've done in the past. And that's kind of our home away from home uh, if we're not able to go cruise, um, cruising and stuff. And if we want to mm-hmm. do something quick. So we're going to be gone for almost basically a week in July. Uh, we'll be staying at some cabins and having an awesome time. So, uh, so yeah. Um, and Kay is supposed to be home for that. So he was able to come home. Like he was here this past weekend and he, um, was here like two, two weekends prior to that. And he doesn't normally come home with that kind of frequency, especially now that he's a trainer. So I told I told him once we decided on on the dates and stuff, I was like, you can stay out on the road until you come back for that in July. I said, don't yeah. worry, you don't have to come home. <laughs> so, so I think that's the plan as of right now. So I'll be going through my usual, you know, like, okay, Kay's not here. Yay, this is great. And then it's like, oh, man, I kind of miss him. And by that time, he'll be back. So, gotcha. so what did you do for Father's Day? Um, not a whole lot. Um, Dracnara was off with her father for Father's Day. So that whole weekend, it was just, um, me and my mom and, uh, T'Challa. So we watched a whole bunch of movies, um, <laughs> had some chocolate, uh, I think it was cookies and cream pie. Oh, okay. Uh, grilled some hot dogs. On your baby grill? Uh, no, actually, uh, I didn't get the baby grill in the divorce. Uh, <laughs> So my mom um, actually has this like, I don't know, smokeless grill or something. So we use that. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. I remember how much you love to use that baby grill. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, so somehow she got both of the baby grills. So. Huh. Okay. Anyway, 
Yeah. So um, we watched Beastmaster, which is a great uh, 80s sword and sorcery thing. Okay. Oh, Mark Spear. Um, I feel like I've seen that. Hang on. It's a great movie. And um, uh, anyway, there was a, a there, there's a lot of titties in the movie, right? Yeah, so, I've seen it. I've seen it. Yeah. Okay. 1982. And I were watching it. Yeah. And uh, so every time titties would come on screen, we'd both go, titties! <laughs> um, and there was once you know he's too young for it to be a drinking game i guess so yeah there's there's one time he was saying something so i looked up and i looked up and they were like just finishing up like the girls bathing or something i mm-hmm. said damn it you made me miss the titties so we had <laughs> wine um so that was a, a nice you know male bonding moment i guess um and i'm sure it was lost on your mom uh, she wasn't she she was in her room while we were watching it oh okay okay yeah, yeah, it was just a guy movie. But yeah, we had fun. Um, so yeah, I had a good weekend. Well, that's cool. So what's this thing about sharks, fish, and chicken? It made me that's immediately it. think about, I don't know why the stupid baby shark thing was in my head. Um, and I saw something about them bringing back baby shark or there being a game or I forgot what it was. And I was, it, the stupid song gets lodged in your brain. You know, yeah, it's warm, and then it won't come out. But that once I saw a shark, I was then it triggered again, and the stupid song was in my head. So tell me about that. Um, yeah, so Sharks Fish and Chicken is a restaurant chain. Okay. Um, one in Milledgeville, they have one here in Gray, and I um, so, never heard of them. Yeah, so we had never gone to it, um, and you know, finally a, a few weeks ago, when Dragnar was here, and um, T'Challa was not, we ordered from it um because he doesn't like seafood mm-hmm. so we ordered from it and, it, and the the catfish fried catfish was some of the best fish i've ever had in my entire life um it was so good you don't like fish i hate fish yeah. i like seafood okay. i mean specifically like shrimp and crab and lobster i right. don't like oysters i don't like scallops i don't like fish i like scallops nope i like scallops yeah um so yeah they have shrimp that's <laughs> well, you said, um, and it's funny you say that too, because I just this week ordered from, uh, I think it's called Scrimp Palace or Scrimp. <laughs> I, I felt uncomfortable ordering from there, <laughs> to be very honest with you, because I was like, to me, it didn't feel like it was very professional. It was very hood. Like I hear the word scrimp, and I'm like, <sighs> you know, I I don't know. That's I guess me being somewhat discriminatory against it, but. I was right. like, it's not called scrimp, it's shrimp. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yes, anyway. So we've, we've eaten there uh, several times lately. And um, the food's very good. It's, it's always like weird though. Because when I go in there, it's like, they seem surprised to see me. Because you're white. <laughs> well, and there's like nobody there. Oh, okay. Uh, one time I went in there, there was like one guy working. He was, he was taking the register and cooking the food. Oh my gosh. <laughs> this, well, of course, there's no customers. So right, I, right. Then the last time I went in there, there was he was in the back cooking because he waved at me. And then there was like this very, very young, uh, nice girl up front who was very friendly. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just like there's never anybody in there. I don't see how they stay open. But the, the food's very good. Well, I mean, if they're doing, everyone's doing the, like multiple jobs, I guess that's how they stay open. <laughs> maybe, maybe. But, yeah. Maybe the person who was at the, the register and cooking is also the owner, and so you know who knows. 
That's what I assume, because he's been in there every time I've gone. Yeah, probably that then. So his way of staying afloat, certainly amid these COVID times, would be that he maybe wears all the hats. But right. like, even was that the case even before COVID, or had you not been to it prior to that? Uh, I've never been. I know it's been since the COVID thing started. So it was post or post COVID instead of pre COVID. Right. Oh, okay. All right. So maybe that's part of it. Maybe. Yeah. Although it's just as likely that it could be that that that's the case that he's running it as a, a soul a solopreneur and is wearing all of that. Yeah. But it, I know it, what that that life's like. <laughs> but I would recommend if you feel the need for some like kind of you know, in the hood style cooking um, that, you know, you could do worse than, than sharks. Cause you know, I was bringing, going back to the whole scrimp thing. <laughs> I, I, it's, I know some people are like, well, that's black culture. I'm like, is it really, <laughs> or is it just, you can't say shrimp or, you know, like there are times where I'm like, they want to, people want to quickly say it's a cultural thing whether it be with the confederate flag or with phrases and words that are i guess black or whatever right. I, I just i'm like i get that it's kind of playful but for me it's a it's a reminder of the very distinct difference between black and white culture you know um yeah you know, so. like, when i was in school i mean a lot of kids would say scrimp and they would, mm-hmm. they never could say street. They would always be screamed. It What's, was, oh, scrimp, scrimp shack is where I ordered scrimp from. Scrimp shack. Wow. Uh, yeah. Um, but the kids I, you know, I teach now, they don't say that. They, they say it correctly. Yeah, it's Trump. So Trump. maybe that was just an 80s thing. I don't know. I, I don't know. But like, if you, if I'm trying to like, quote unquote, play black, that would be the type of language or words I would use. And that's why I'm like, for those types of, I don't know. I mean, maybe I'm just not black enough to understand. Yeah. I mean, that could very well be it. Um, Because of the fact that I was raised in a different place and certainly a different time that I just, you know, for me, it's like, you know, the fact that I'm, I'm someone of color Again, I don't associate with all of the things that happen to my quote-unquote race. Right. Um, but then, too, I'm of the belief that, yes, those things happened. They don't need to be celebrated, but it's an understood, and we move on from that. Like, okay, right. crap happened. I'm not looking for reparations or whatever. I just want to be treated equally. That's all I care about. You know, we can, we have, you know, moved on from the past. We've learned from the past and we're making the future better. And you're making the future better because you know that in the past things were not done the way they should have been. Right. That's all I need. I don't need it to be, I don't need it to be a movement for me personally. I just, just fix the issue. Move on. I wish that I was like that though in my personal life. I'm not, I don't have that same mentality. <laughs> I, I, it's like impossible for me to move on when it comes to anything in my personal life. But right. in this issue, I'm just like, yeah, okay, we're done. Yeah. So what else is going on? Uh, I see that you have a new novel you're reading. 
Uh, no, I just finished it yesterday, actually. It was a uh, Court of Owls novel. It was a Batman novel. Um, okay. A few years ago, they introduced this uh, Court of Owls, these new villains in the series, and they're very, very creepy. And um, so I just finished reading a novel about it. It was excellent. Uh, it was really, really good. Um, so, yeah, I just wanted to mention that. It's really cool. I think I'll pass it on to T'Challa to read next. He's a big uh, Court of Owls fan. Oh, okay, I, I've never heard of Court of Owls. Yeah, if you um, you probably have never seen them, but if you go to like a, a bookstore, they have these physical bookstores. <laughs> uh huh. There's still a few of them, like um, just a few left. Bookstores, right? Mm-hmm. And if you go in there, a lot of times they'll have um, the Court of Owls graphic novel. You'll buy it in a big box, and it comes with the Court of Owls mask. Um, that all the members of the group wear. Okay, and, I see. I, I see it on. It's almost like the V for Vendetta, sort of. Hang on. Sort of. Yeah. Yeah. No, I'm just saying in that kind of style, or, or I yeah. Okay, just, I see. It's it. just really cool. They're very, very popular um, as villains, and the, the novel was excellent. So. Well, that is pretty cool. Hmm. Yeah. I mean, my only reading, of course, has consisted of Bigfoot lately. Um, yeah. When, I, when I'm finished and, and, you know, I've left the office for the day, generally what happens is, you know, I'll go and watch TV. Well, because I've been watching or consuming so much TV content, I go through, I'm very manic about it. So I can go basically, if I watch a lot of TV this week, I could literally go the next week without watching anything on television. So that almost happened this past week. Um, I only watched six hours worth of TV last week which is nothing i saw that yeah yeah because when i was typing up i was like oh my gosh really is that all i watch and yeah i mean even while Kay was here and stuff i had him start watching parks and rec but i'd already seen it so i i will tell him to watch certain things while we're in the same room together um if it's something that for one i can tolerate like hearing again and Mm -hmm. that way i can use that time while we're sitting there beside each other that I can move in games or do something else that doesn't require me to pay attention to the TV. So yeah. So this past week I watched an episode, what was then the most recent episode of um, Marvel agents of shield. Um, There's been a new one since, but haven't gotten to that because that that is the the current season has been really, really good. It has been very good. It is the last season. It has been very good. It's been, what's been cool is almost like, it, to me, it kind of almost felt like they didn't really have a budget. They were just, because they're doing a lot of period stuff, because during right. this season, they're doing time travel. Um, so it's been really cool. And, you know, it, it, it just is like, oh, this is so sad that it's ending. Because for me, you know, the reason why I watched Begin With was Coulson. And how his character has come from the begin, beginning to now has been so interesting um all of it has been really interesting i my least favorite character is still one of the more popular characters i just don't like her um yeah yeah or daisy because you know sky yes which i'm Um, like i i just i've never really warmed up to her personally Um, of course i haven't watched anything since season one wow yeah but it's it, there's been some like what is it Ghost Rider was one and you know yeah I think like, I, I think I watched seasons. one episode with Ghost Rider because I just wanted to see what he looked like mm-hmm. but it wasn't the Ghost Rider that I like oh know? okay okay the one with the stupid car or whatever right but <laughs> no he, okay. had a, he had a bike 
Okay. Yeah, I thought they were using the one that was like the Hispanic kid. He is Hispanic, but he also had a bike. Okay, in In the comics, he has a car. Yeah, no, I mean, he had, I believe he had a car, but he also had a bike. Um, But I've enjoyed it. I'm sad to see it go because it was, it's kind of that last piece of the original MCU period that had, you know, Thor and Iron Man, all that. So for me, there's a sadness there. And again, the season has been really good. Um, not to say others are crap, but you know, some seasons were, you know, eh. um, I also watched two episodes of nine one one. Of course, while I was watching it, I had to tell, I was like telling Kay, oh yeah, Barry watches this stupid, you know, spinoff Lone Star. I don't know what the hell's wrong with him. And so he just kind of laughed, but, um, mm-hmm. they were really good as always. Um, there's one more episode because I think it's a it was a two-parter and so I think that the most recent episode just aired and he's not here so because it's one of our shows um it just stays on there until we get to it uh, and then I started to watch a new ep- a new show um on Netflix because it's funny I watch more things uh, just on to warn Amazon. you my uh, my lights are flickering so if I disappear it's because I've lost power okay so uh, I've started watching The Politician, um, which is on, I believe, Netflix. I don't really watch much net- Netflix, honestly, because I feel like with Amazon Prime, I like the Prime content. But in truth, I'm watching so many ants, like little add-on apps, you know, like BBC and, uh, well, not, no, not BBC, but Acorn TV and some of the others that for me, I feel like, you know, Amazon Prime is my primary source because it streams so many different things. But I just recently watched The Politician. I've only watched three episodes of it. I'd heard about it before. Um, ben Platt plays the, the title character. And um, it's been really interesting. Um, it, it feels a little bit like, did you, did you ever watch the movie Election? With yes. Reese Witherspoon? And, so it feels a little bit like that in some ways. Um it's i would certainly suggest if you haven't seen it that you maybe take a look at it um i think you might actually like it so i know that they are they uh, season two just recently came out so Mm. i do plan on going back and like i wanted to watch an episode last night but i was like i gotta finish the stupid book and by the time i was done with that i was like i'm just moving in my games and going to sleep so so yeah three episodes there so that's six just six hours of television yeah i'm sure i'll watch more than that yeah, well, yeah, I would think so, um, because yeah, six is like nothing to me. It was it was weird because, like I said, I was like, oh my god, did I only really watch six six you know shows? So, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, I think uh, I better uh, log off. It look, it's looking kind of scary around here. Okay. Yeah, I, I I would agree with you on that. So. Yeah. I guess until next time. I know this is one of our shorter shows. But until next time. Actually, it's been 90 minutes. Yeah, but it's still one of our shorter shows because we <laughs> run longer. Um, okay. Yeah. Until next time, this is LaToya. And this is uh, Bigfoot Barry. Oh, jeez.